0: Hey
1: guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, March 15th, 2021. We start off another week of podcast episodes here uh, with a bang, uh, a kickoff really, if you will. Uh, We are going to be joined today by a guest. We usually don't have a guest unless it's my brother, Sam Hirsima joining me for some sports topics. But today's a little different. Uh, I will say a few things here in the intro, and then we're going to get to our interview that I did with head football coach of Rio Hondo Prep, Mark Carson. Um, He has some big news to share about the upcoming game against Pasadena Poly this Friday, March 19th. Man, that that even feels weird to say with high school football happening here in March in California, Uh, but a lot of big things uh, happening uh, regarding that game. There is some big news. I, I have to repeat it. Um, there's been a change in the venue, uh, change in the game time, uh, a lot of big news coming, uh, your way today from head football coach, Mark Carson. He's also going to talk to us about the rivalry itself and just a little bit of real Hondo prep football, uh, conversation, football talk, if you will always fun chatting football with Mark. But, uh, this time I get to chat with him during a football season. Uh, Again, which is weird, in March. um, I interviewed Mark way back in April, I think, uh, one of our first football-filled conversations. And then again, kind of uh, as normal football season was supposed to be occurring in the fall. But you guys will hear from him today. Uh, Again, big news, huge news about the upcoming game against Pasadena Poly, The rivals, the big rival for Rio Hondo Prep Football, One of the best rivalries in all of Southern California. Small school rivalry, but uh, a big one nonetheless. So uh, we're going to be getting to that interview here after a few minutes. But I have a few things to say first. uh, My weekend was uh, short as always, but fun, fun regardless. Uh, Saw some great competition. I got to tell you that watching the conference tournaments in college basketball, I've always enjoyed that because I like seeing the you know some of the schools who might not have a chance any other way than to win three or four straight games in three or four days to become conference tournament champions, and it's like it's like the a build up. It's a March Madness light, if you will, and, and re- very exciting. Saw some great games over the weekend. Saturday night saw a few games Sunday morning as they were kind of finishing up the conference tournaments. But uh, we're looking at a really good March Madness here, which I believe begins thursday with the first four the uh four games uh, with with uh, or is it two games whatever it is uh with because it's at 68 teams now i lose track but i think uh there'll be two playing games or, or something along those lines don't hold it against me if i if i'm not caught up on the details but anyway march madness thursday the full slate of games friday 16 games friday 16 games saturday and then it dwindles down to eight on sunday and eight on monday so Little disappointing uh, that it starts Friday instead of Thursday, but hey, it is what it is. We've learned to adjust our schedules if we've learned nothing else uh, the past few few months here. But anyway, some some teams of note out here in the West Coast that advanced to March Madness by winning their conference tournament. Uh, the big news—well, I shouldn't say big news, but the kind of the no-brainer is uh, Gonzaga, who is currently undefeated, uh, won the West Coast Conference tournament championship. They could become the first team since I think it was Indiana in the 80s to go undefeated and be national champions. So that's definitely their goal. They're six games away, and we'll start that quest next weekend. Uh, San Diego State won the Mountain West Tournament. They've become one of the more uh, consistent programs out here on the West Coast, have really – I don't know. Outside of you know UCLA and SC, they're, they're pretty good, but San Diego State's probably been the most consistent team in California, i got to say. Really good program down there. They were the Mountain West champions. Uh, let's see here. Grand Canyon won the Western Athletic Conference, also known as the WAC. So that small school out in F- the Phoenix area has a great basketball program and won themselves another WAC title. Eastern Washington won the Big Sky Conference, and I know some of you are like, who's the Big Sky Conference? Um, but but it is a, a, a conference out here on the West Coast with you know teams in Montana and Washington and a few California teams uh, as well. So, is um, it California? No, they're not. They're, but Northern Arizona, a team I follow um, uh, frequently. Uh, they didn't win the it's Big Sky by any means, but I, I follow the Big Sky. I, I support all West Coast uh, athletics, right? And so Eastern Washington, con- congrats to them. The Fighting Colin Cowherds, I think he went – to that college. Uh, But anyway, the biggest shocker I say, I I will say was Oregon state winning the PAC 12 championship. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, They beat Colorado. Colorado had beaten USC the night before. Really thought USC had a chance to win the PAC 12 title this year. Had a pretty good season, but unfortunately got too far behind to Colorado on Friday night to, uh, to, to come all the way back. They did tie the game late, but uh, ended up losing by a, by a bucket there to, the Buffaloes, and then the Buffaloes went in to lose to Oregon State. First conference title for them in a very—I think their first ever tournament final uh, win. But Oregon State doesn't go to the NCAA tournament <laughs> in, in a very often. So, congrats to the Beavers. Uh, the other team out here on the West, uh, UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos, won the Big West uh, title with a win over UC Irvine. And uh, keep your eye on the Gauchos. They have a pretty good player. Uh, uh, what, what was his name? Not McLaughlin. Uh, I'm sorry. I had his name right here. But uh, uh, very, very good player. Uh, you got to keep your eyes on him. Uh, he was just – he couldn't miss on on Saturday night. And uh, I, I wrote his name down, and then it, it escaped me. But I always like watching the Big West basketball. Uh, again, because these are schools that have no other chance – than to, than to get in and uh, then to win the tournament. So anyway, uh, keep your eye on Ja'Cory McLaughlin from UC Santa Barbara. Uh, he's the Gauchos' best player. I think if they have the right matchup in uh, March Madness upcoming here next week, um, he, he could be a guy that carries that team to a victory or two over the weekend. So uh, I always root for the Big West team that gets in there because it's always fun seeing a smaller school in the West Coast team. West coast teams, uh, you know, going, uh, for, for a big upset. Uh, there were some other schools that got in the tournament that you probably never heard before. And that's part of the, part of the fun here. But, uh, for me those, those six conference champions, uh, out here representing the West coast and more teams will get in. I'm sure a tunnel pack, 10, 12 teams will get in USC should get in. Um, you know, there's plenty of reasons to root for teams here. Upcoming uh, March madness. It's, it's here. It's going to happen. It's not going to be canceled like last year. So, Man, I hope you guys are ready for a lot of college basketball. Um, I watched some boxing over the weekend, and it was a pretty good fight that was built up as a as a big deal. It was a rematch, I guess, eight years in the making, and it was Juan Francisco Estrada against Roman Chacalito uh, Gonzalez. Two very little guys who weighed in at like one fourteen, which uh, is shocking to me. But little dudes at uh, the junior bantam weight. A uh, world title, a unification fight for the WBC and WBA uh, belts, and at forty-one and three against fifty and two, it was a really good matchup. I've never seen so many punches thrown uh, in in a fight before. It went the distance. It really was. These little dudes were just going at each other. If, if you want to see a good fight and just one that's very active, check that one out, uh, YouTube or whatever. But what was crazy was the ending. Um, basically. It was a split decision. Two judges had it 115, 113 uh, with uh, opposite winners there. So, very close, basically a, a one round difference um, or two round difference, maybe. But then another judge had it 117, 111. And for those of you that aren't into boxing scoring and this and that, it's pretty simple. Just look it up. It's basically the the, the shocking thing there was that the difference, Some some of the broadcasters were like, okay, you could see scoring going, you know, back and forth if it's 115-113, if it's basically, you know, 7 rounds to 5 or or, you know, whatever the scoring is. But when one judge had it basically, I mean, what would that be? 9 rounds to 3 rounds. It was just a little it, it kept people scratching their heads a little bit for for a split decision. I don't know if you guys know or care about that stuff, but it was very intriguing for me. Uh, good fight on on Saturday night for sure. The boxing world However, did uh, did lose a legend. Um, Saturday, it was announced that the marvelous Marvin Hagler had passed away at sixty six years old. Um, one of the best fighters uh, that we have ever seen. He fought uh, the middleweight division for a long time uh, with a, a career career record of sixty two three and two. And what's amazing about his sixty two wins is fifty two of them came by knockout. So unbelievable numbers there. Um, I want to read you this briefly about the legendary boxer Marvin Hagler. Uh, Marvin Hagler was a American professional boxer and film actor who competed in boxing from 1973 to 1987. He reigned as undisputed middleweight champion from 1980 to 1987, making 12 successful defenses of that title and holds the highest knockout percentage of all undisputed middleweight champions at 78%, while also holding the third longest unified championship reign in boxing history at 12 consecutive defenses. At six years and seven months, his reign as undisputed middleweight champion is the second longest in the last century, behind only Tony Zale, who reigned whose reign included several years of inactivity during his service in World War II. This is kind of funny here. Uh, In 1982, annoyed that network announcers often did not refer to him by his nickname Marvelous, Hagler legally changed his name to Marvelous Marvin Hagler. (laughs) Fantastic stuff there. Uh, Rest in peace, sir. What a fighter. If you guys have not seen any clips of Marvelous Marvin Hagler fight, um, look no further than the first round. Uh, if you got three minutes, look at Hagler versus Hearns. Unbelievable first round where I don't know uh, how those guys threw so many pun- punches against each other. What a, what a pace that was, but uh marvelous Ma- Marvin Hagler gone far too soon. A legend in the boxing world. And uh, one of the best to ever put on the gloves and step in the ring, uh, an amazing athlete. And just somebody that, uh, man, it, I thought really in the golden era of boxing uh, really stood out. So, Uh, One thing I think boxing does a, it's pretty cool tribute they do before the, before the fight on Saturday night, they got everyone together uh, before the fight. And the announcer, Michael Buffer gave a brief tribute to marvelous Marvin Hagler. And then uh, as, as, as is customary, the lights kind of went dim. And instead of a moment of silence, what boxing does is they do a 10, a 10 count on the bell. And I was watching it with Valerie. She had never seen that before. She was getting emotional and I said, "Man, this is powerful stuff." So, rather than a moment of silence, it was a moment of silence accompanied by a standing uh a 10 count with with the bell, bell ringing every, you know, couple seconds of uh, the long seconds if you will, uh that uh, maybe referees do with someone who's on the ground. So anyway, very passionate stuff there and uh, definitely one of the many reasons I love and appreciate boxing. So uh, rest in peace, Marvin Hagler, gone far too soon. Check out some of his highlights. And again, the bell count uh, there in honor of uh, someone who's fallen in the boxing community, I think is something that's truly special. Uh, unfortunately, we had some other sad news from the Get Home Safe podcast. One of our loyal listeners, uh, Rio Hondo Prep alum, Steve Allman, uh his father passed away uh, over the the weekend as well. And um, it's never easy to lose anybody. It's tough losing a parent. Um, I, I speak from experience on that one. And uh, Steve, you know, there's no words that will make it better, but I know that a lot of people have reached out and uh, just offered their support, which is great. I mean, uh, the Real Hondo Prep community and just uh, friends in general, friends and family is just a uh, very... Very special to to do those things for someone uh, as great as Steve, a real Hondo Prep alum. He's been on this show before, um, a former Gator from the team I played on when I was a, a kid in care youth league. He was older than me, but but uh, Steve, uh, God bless you, man. God bless uh, you and your family. Um, you know you, you got four kids of your own, and, and Steve, I got to tell you, man, that you are uh, you are you've grown up and to, to be the father that your, your dad is, and I know your dad is very proud of you, man. And, uh, you know, nothing but love and respect for, for the almond family. Uh, just can't say it enough. So guys, uh, keep them, keep the almonds in your thoughts and prayers today, going through a, a tough time up there in Oregon and, uh, can't say it enough. Uh, my friend, uh, hang in there. No, it's not easy, but, uh, you're, you've, you've quite the individual, quite the, the great man you've become. And your dad is very proud of you, Steve. So, uh, God bless the almond family. Uh, okay, there's a few things. few of you guys wrote into the show, uh, emailed and texted me or whatever. Uh, John Lee, Brian Earls, my good friend Todd Carson, you wrote in with a few of your top 10 sports moments that I will get to, I promise you, uh, Wednesday. Our Wednesday episode, if I don't talk about it with Bill Barnes, it will be in the intro. So that is the plan for Wednesday to uh, go over the – top 10 sports moments that uh, John Lee and Brian Earl sent in and then Kevin's Carpio you wrote in a question that I thought was a great question that I will absolutely ask Bill Barnes and then also John Lee and Brian Earls you, you not only sent in your 10 top 10 sports memories but you also sent in uh, a question or two yourself so those questions will all be answered on Wednesday with Bill Barnes um, not to delay it but I think with this interview with Mark Carson that's upcoming Uh, We definitely wanted to get to that today, and that's why we're putting aside a few things, uh, waiting on the questions and and those lists that we'll talk about on Wednesday. And I'm also going to postpone Suds with Studs. We might take this week off and not do that. I might push it to Wednesday. I don't know, Uh, but just a lot of conversation here that I don't want these episodes to go too long for you guys going, you know, to uh, two hours or whatever, Uh, Mark Carson It was a fun interview and, and again, has some big news. Uh, We recorded with Mark before uh, their game on last Friday. Real Hondo Prep opened their season against Trinity Classical Academy uh, from Santa Clarita, and I got to tell you that uh, as soon as this game started, it was pretty much over as well. Uh, Real Hondo Prep jumped out to a 24-0 lead in the first quarter put up six more in the second quarter and finally 12 more in the third quarter to beat Trinity classical Academy 42 to nothing. Uh, I got home. I think it was Friday night, pretty late. And I went straight to my living room and I turned on the game on, on the huddle, uh, the huddle uh, app where you can watch uh, the game footage. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Real Hondo prep looked very sharp. I thought the offense executed almost to perfection they had great field position early in the game with some poor punting from Trinity Classical. Uh, Real Hondo Prep was ready to play. I cannot say the same for Trinity Classical Academy. Uh, let's see here. I thought Real Hondo Prep did a great job of really spreading out uh, the the love and the carries and and uh, just a few names to note here. Uh, Jonathan Guerrero, uh, who was on a list that I posted. On Facebook, ranked uh, you know the number thirty-eight running back in all of Southern California. Here, if you haven't seen that list, go to my Facebook page. I'll say this about Jonathan Guerrero: you, you'll and this is no disrespect to him, JG, as his teammates and coaches uh, refer to him. Uh, if you see him in person, you will you will think uh, this kid is way too small to be playing football or running the ball. Uh, Do not let his size fool you. Um, He is one of the pound for pound best football players I've ever seen in my life. He's as tough as nails. If you think he's too small, then try to tackle him and uh, just an incredible player. Um, uh, I know he's only going to get three games in this year with the shortened schedule and everything for real hondo prep, but I can tell you, I saw him as a freshman. I saw him as a sophomore, uh, got varsity time, uh, uh, as as a freshman and then played the full season as a sophomore. This is his junior year, Jonathan Guerrero. Keep an eye out for him down the road, especially his senior year next year. Uh, one of the best running backs in all of Southern California. Uh, Jonathan had seven carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was uh, his counterpart, Gio Ortega, had two carries himself for 27 yards, uh, averaged 13.5 yards of carry, so big plays there from – uh, Real Hondo Prep speedster Gio Ortega. Uh, let's see, rounding out the rushing attack, as you know, Real Hondo Prep is uh, most famous for, we'll say. Uh, let's see here. Ryan McCullough uh, had himself a, a nice day as well. Finished with uh, three carries for 16 yards, but two of those were touchdowns. So great job by Mr. Ryan McCullough. Uh Let's see. Curly Kirkpatrick got a carry for three yards. Aaron size got a couple carries for a couple yards. So uh, Real Hondo Prep really, you know, spreading the ball around, getting everyone some love there. Uh, as a former quarterback, we don't want to shortchange the, the passing game. Jack Van Cleve had five completions uh, for 10 attempts, uh, 91 yards, and three touchdowns. So kind of a man after my own heart there. Uh, complete, complete three or four passes for two or three touchdowns, my kind of guy, uh, kind of Real Hondo Prep type football there. Armando Carbajal also also got some work in at quarterback. Uh was one of three, so it's good to see him uh getting some action as well. Gio Ortega led the carries in receiving for three catches, 42 yards, two touchdowns. So just uh, all over the map there. Uh Damian Diaz finished with a reception, a big play for 32 yards, and then Ryan McCullough and Joshua Taflinger each had a catch in the game as well. So Great stuff there from the offensive side of the ball for Rio Hondo Prep. Now, you guys know that I'm a big defensive guy. I, 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 like, I like big plays and everything, but I got to mention the the guys on defense who who did all the dirty work. Uh, Ryan Olivas led the Cares in tackles on Friday night with four and a half, four of those being solos, one tackle for a loss. Uh, I'm assuming there's a relation here, Nathan Olivas, maybe not, maybe cousins, maybe brothers, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, another Olivas had three and a half tackles, three solo and uh, one assist. And let's see here, Anthony Hernandez, three tackles, uh, two two uh, solo, but uh, one and a half for uh, a loss, one being a sack. So uh, getting in the backfield there, doing a great job there was Anthony Hernandez. Uh, the Cares, if you look at the stat sheet, Really spread out the tackles as well, and, and that tells what a team effort it was. Jaden Sanchez, Calvin Johnson, uh, each with two-and-a-half tackles. Ryan McCullough, Royal Young, two tackles themselves. So uh, some, some great play all around from uh, the Rio Hondo Prep defense. Uh, Anderson Lang, Brandon Davis, Colby Johnson, Aaron Saez, Curly Kirkpatrick, uh, Gio Ortega, Joshua Taflinger, Joshua C.O., toe all of them contributing with uh, a tackle or or some some form of uh, assist so great job all around by the cares defense and it really didn't look like uh again trinity classical was going to do anything on friday night Uh, their first few possessions were three and outs and uh, the care defense really set the tone as and put the offense in great field position to be able to just run some man run some flashy looking plays i gotta say uh Randy Johnson the offensive coordinator he he had those guys cooking man uh some some counters some reverses some runs up the middle uh, some pitch passes all kinds of good stuff and when you got a three game season why not uh run everything right run it all so congrats to the cares on the victory on Friday night did not get a chance to talk with uh Mark Carson about this obviously because we recorded first but uh plenty to celebrate it was great seeing Rio out there the new uniforms for this season and just put on a show really for the fans that were in attendance and for those of us watching on Huddle uh, or, or Facebook or whatever it was just a really cool thing to see Rio hondo prep football back as well as so many other teams in Southern California who played football on Friday night. Congrats to the people that saw it through the schools that you know stayed the course here in California. It's a shortened season, but, hey, we'll, we'll make the most of it. And, uh, guys, I can't wait for you guys to hear what Mark Carson has to say about the rivalry with Pasadena Poly, as well as some information about the big game this Friday. Okay, we'll jump to that interview now. But first I want to say before I forget, uh, for those of you that are interested in following Real Hondo Prep Football, there's, there's a few ways to do it. Uh, first of all, there's a Facebook page, Real Hondo Prep Football, you, there's a YouTube channel, and what's cool about that is they put a lot of up-to-date clips, but they also go back and put some clips of games from the past as well. So I, I know that's a, a current uh, work in progress. Uh, Rio Hondo Prepa Football, again, is the Facebook page. Head coach Mark Carson is the uh, the football coach there. He tweets out, if you're a Twitter guy, he tweets out a lot of things uh, regarding Uh, the football program. So you can find uh, head coach Mark Carson on Twitter at RHP cares. That's R H P K A R E S. So be sure to give those a like, give those a follow. If you want to stay up to date on all the action in real hondo prep football. And what's really cool is on Friday nights, I believe, I believe this is just the real hondo prep page. There is a real hondo prep football page and a real hondo prep page, but Mr. Robert Bray, the great, uh, film, uh, camera guy who films all the Rio games, he puts the game on Facebook Live, I believe under the Real Hondo Prep account, but it could be the other one. Anyway, you can watch those games live, uh, courtesy of Robert Bray. So a lot of ways to follow Real Hondo Prep football. If some of you guys are listening to this show and you're like, Matt, who is this Real Hondo Prep you guys you constantly talk about? Well, there's a few ways to follow it. Okay, so um, I'm a fan. I'm always going to be a fan. I love my... Uh, LA Rams. I, I love my LA Kings. You know, I follow the USC Trojans. I follow all these college teams and all these conferences and things, but there's nothing quite like where you came from and uh real hondo prep football is something I'm always going to talk about here on the get home safe podcast. So um, you will hear plenty of that today from Mark Carson. So that's enough of me rambling away. I know I, I've talked a long time this morning, but I had a lot to get to. So Without further ado, let's get to the interview with uh, Mark Carson and I believe he's the f- well, outside of my brother. Mark's the first guy to be on this ep- this podcast three times, but as the head coach, there's always reason to chat with my good friend Mark about. So, let's get right to it. Let's chat some real Hondo Prep football and promote this upcoming game Friday against Pasadena Poly with head football coach Mark Carson. Okay, we typically don't have guests on Mondays here on the Get Home Safe podcast, but we have some big news to share for the listeners out there regarding Rio Hondo prep football. It is the middle of March, and there's always, there's never a bad time to talk Rio football, but it's actually going to be played in March this year. The opening game is Friday, March 19th, against the rivals, Rivals Pasadena Poly, Uh, We have with us today head football coach Mark Carson making a return appearance to the program to fill us on the details of the upcoming season, specifically about the game against Pasadena Poly. Head coach Mark Carson, welcome back to
0: the program. Hey, Matt, great to be here. Who would have thought when we first did this podcast, your first podcast, and we were talking about the season we thought we were going to have in um, August, September, October, November, that uh, we'd be sitting here in March um, talking about football. But, um, man, grateful to be able to at least get something in. Um, It's not perfect, right? Ideally, we would have played our season like 35 other states did uh, (laughs) back in the fall. uh, Back in the fall. Um, And um, that would have been great. But we are grateful for the opportunity to at least – it's actually a three-game season for us. Um, And we actually have a game Friday. So, Paul, you'll be our second game. Um, We have a game Friday – at Care Park against Trinity, uh, Pauly on the 19th, and then we, we finish it with Viewpoint on the 26th. A three-game season, and for us, it's on to baseball. Defend our 2019 baseball title.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, R- Real Hondo Prep Football is uh, and athletics in general is used to juggling all kinds of, uh, we'll say, uh, scheduling conflicts and such, so uh just a unique moment here uh, we are recording this on thursday march 11th so you guys do have a football game on march 12th so by the time listeners hear this uh you will have played the game but you are said you're playing trinity on on friday who are they and where are they from
0: all right trinity classical academy out in santa clarita um they were actually part of the prep league for a couple of years i think 2017 2016 and um Uh, Solid program. Um, They were in the playoffs last year, Division 13, I believe. Um, Lost in the first round to the eventual champions. So a uh, solid program. Good friends with their coach, um, Les Robinson, who who does a great job out there. And um, it'll be a fun game. I have really no idea um, what they're going to be like. We watched their last game last year. Um, But obviously, they don't have any idea what we're going to be like. We sent them a game film from last year, but that's about it. Um, Their roster like ours has changed, you know, a lot of graduating seniors. And so it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. We're we're just hoping we can get through it without um, being too ugly. (laughs)
1: Well, you know what? uh, Ugly, ugly wins are better than pretty losses, right? So uh, I think everyone's going to be rusty. Um, Although (laughs) let me ask you this, Mark, uh, with the season starting, you guys have been practicing. I mean, on and off, we'll say with all the restrictions, you've been practicing football for quite a, quite a bit of time. So are the players tired of practicing and and coaches, are you guys tired of just putting in this work and just ready to kick the thing off? Yeah. I
0: mean, everyone's ready to go now. Yeah. So we had done up until last week, you couldn't really practice real football where you're competing one-on-one tackling, blocking, um, handing a ball off. You could throw a ball, um, but you had to do everything within six feet which as a defensive coach, that is almost impossible Um, uh, as far as practice goes, but they were in shape. And so our guys um, at the very least were in shape and we were able to put in some uh, scheme stuff, but by and large, uh, we've kind of crammed everything into into two weeks here to try to get game ready. And so we'll see. And and we think, you know, everyone we play is kind of in the same boat, off and on practices, uh, really since, since the summer. Um, but mainly just kind of conditioning and doing other things. Um, so we'll see. Our our um, One of our coaches went up to Seattle to visit a friend, and his friend is um, uh, it's Ryan Horton, actually, is a, is a trainer up there at O'Day High School, who's the number one uh, high school team in the state of Washington. And uh, Dave Drain, one of our coaches, went up there to visit him, and they went to their opening game because C- uh, Seattle in Washington, they're kind of like California, uh, start a little sooner than us. And um, they were playing the number two team, and there was a ele- there were eleven turnovers in that game. And so, <laughs> these are the two best teams in the state, and um, they turned it over eleven times. And so, um, I would well, I would love that if we if we force turnovers like that. But man, I I can't uh, I would not be able to stomach turning the ball over like that. So we've been really pre- even more so even pre- pre- preaching ball security. It's all about the ball. Got to take care of the ball, and then of course go get the ball on defense. But Uh, So we'll see how it goes. It's going to be wet, uh, feels a little slick, a little muddy, because there's going to be some dirt patches on the field. So we'll see.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, it's good to finally talk football and not be projecting it. Yeah, you know, all far down the road and and this and that. So, again, by the time people hear this episode Monday, hopefully Rio's got a victory under their belt and uh, we'll be going into the midway point of your season in uh, (laughs) game number two, but the biggest game on the schedule Probably the first one you guys scheduled. I got to imagine March 19th, but to everyone listening out there, everyone, we're going to talk about the Poly rivalry. We're going to promote the heck out of this thing, but the big news about the game itself, I announced a couple weeks ago about potentially this game being played in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. There has been a change to that, Mark, I will let you give the details on that for the March 19th matchup against the Pasadena Poly Panthers.
0: Okay, so there was a scheduling conflict with another event at the Coliseum, um, but the change is is not a downgrade. uh, Depending on your point of view, it could be an upgrade. Um, At the very least, the the lateral move. um, We're playing at the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all in Pasadena. And um, Pauly did a great job, really, Steve Behrman and their athletic department really making that happen. Um, It's a part of a doubleheader with Pasadena High School who's playing uh, there also. And so we're playing at 3 o'clock um, on Friday, the 19th, and then Pasadena High School has a nightcap. I'm not sure who they were going to play. They were, it was going to be Mirror, but that didn't work out, so they're playing someone else um, at 7 o'clock at the Rose Bowl. So we're very grateful that was able to happen. Looking forward to it. It's, uh, for our seniors especially, it's going to be kind of like a, a really cool once-in-a-lifetime experience for them. Cool send off like almost like a big bowl moment for them. Um, for a class that, you know, didn't really get a season, a full season and, and, and has had kind of a, a uh, less than, less than ideal senior year. You know, we all remember what it was like being a senior. you kind of, it's kind of like not the highlight of your life, but it's one of your highlights of your life. You know, one of the fun times, <laughs> fun times in your life, you know, and so you kind of got school figured out. Um, you're kind of the big man, big person on our campus, whatever. And um, then you get that taken away. And especially all the stuff we do at Rio, the sports, the extracurricular activities, the travel, um, the cool class trips and all that, they miss that. And so to get something really cool like this at the Rose at the Rose Bowl uh, was important and we wanted to make sure we did everything we could uh, um, facilitate that. And Paulie, Paulie deserves a lot of credit for making that happen. I think this is
1: phenomenal news. This is great. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, SoFi Stadium wasn't available, Mark. I mean, you guys got to, I mean, come on. Uh, No, in all seriousness, this is uh, next year. year. Hey, let's, I like that. How about you bounce around? Coliseum, Rose Bowl, SoFi, just a little little rotate action. Uh, I think the Rose Bowl is a great uh, place to play this game, Uh, especially Paulie's in Pasadena. You guys aren't too far from there. So uh, a pretty good situation. Now, now uh, I'm sure everyone's chomping at the bit. Are fans going to be allowed to uh, attend?
0: No, Uh, right now, as of now, now, things have changed so quickly, right? Three and a half weeks ago, we weren't even having football, you know? And so um, things, things could change, but right now, no fans, it's not even parents uh, are allowed um, at the game. So uh, it's just players only and, and, and game operation staff coaches. So I'm I'm guessing we might get a lot of volunteers for chain crew and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Oh, man, I wish I could attend the game uh, as a member of the media here. Well, I don't know if I can get uh, one of my Get Home Safe podcast correspondents there. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Got to find a way, uh, you know, uh, credentials would be hard to come by, I'm sure. Oh, I love the state of California. Don't you,
0: Mark? Yeah, I love it. Hey, we're going to broadcast it, though.
1: Okay, so give us the details on that.
0: So the details are still forthcoming from Polly because they've arranged to have a, a small um, kind of mom and pop broadcast organization do it. And um, it's going to be broadcast live. We will have that link on our website, rhprep.org. Um, that's rhprep.org. We'll have a link there. Um, hopefully by sometime next week where you can link on there and watch the game. Um, we're asking um, anyone who watches the game, you don't have to. But um, I think kind of a pay-per-view set up here. If you do watch it, if you can give us a little little money towards the school um, to help fund playing this game, because it's costing us a nice nice chunk of change to have the game played and have it broadcast. And so just imagine you're going to buy a ticket. So everyone who's watching it with you, you can throw down 10 bucks. Um, and uh, there will be a donate button on our uh, website too. And uh, we're still working on getting that set up. But um we appreciate everyone just doing that kind of to offset the cost of playing it. Cause it's, it's not, it's not cheap, but we think it's worth it for our kids to do it. You know, guys, this
1: is a great cause uh, it's 10 bucks. Uh, if, if some people out there can, you know, donate twice, 20 bucks. I mean,
0: yeah. this is
1: about the, the students at Real Hondo prep who have not had a football season. They need this big game environment. It's going to happen regardless, but guys uh, even if you're not affiliated with Real Hondo prep, I can't think of a better, cause to donate to so i will be donating uh guys i, I can't say it enough this is a great cause and uh man please contribute uh please contribute from the get home safe podcast to the listeners out there anyone listening uh outstanding mark yeah. and it's yeah. and it's an honor system right i mean you, it's you an can honor system, right? it's yeah. an honor system so let's see how honorable we can be out there uh, <laughs> listeners and, and, and observers so it'll be as simple mark as Clicking a button at three o'clock on Friday the 19th. Watch now and the broadcast will pop up.
0: Um, yeah, that's what we're hoping. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll get back to you later maybe uh, to give you any more info that I, that I have, but we're still working it out. And this all came kind of, uh, came about yesterday really. And so it's to get all the logistics and get all of the uh, fine tuning of it worked out, um, we'll take some time. But by early next week, we should know exactly what uh, your listeners could do.
1: Okay. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, RHprep.org. That's going to be fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, I will be at work, but I will tell you my phone will be uh, live video streaming. uh, (laughs) My my boss didn't hear that from me. Uh, Anyway, uh, yes, I, I think Rio Hondo Prep has always been a school that Attends games well, alumni, uh, present uh, students and faculty wow. and everything. Um, it's not too often Rio is vid- on streaming. I mean, Mr. Bray does it, of course, uh, every game on Facebook and things. But this is a great opportunity and and hopefully something that you can say you'll you'll be able to to kind of keep it keep the video yeah. right uh, yes. for records.
0: Yeah, okay. It'll so be kind of a keepsake for our, our our guys the seniors especially. And so. Yeah, it'll be kind of cool that way. Hey, what, you know, so many schools have, uh, I don't want to say, it's not a recruiting
1: tool. Maybe it is, whatever. Uh, what a better opportunity to to say to young kids coming in Care Youth League or whatever, hey, yeah. you, want, you want to play at the Rose Bowl someday. Come to Real Hondo Prep, you know, big thing. That's things. right, that's
0: right. <laughs> yep, we're doing big things. And um, you can be a part of it, you know? And so um, I think it's just, you know, it adds to uh, kind of our our uh, mystique and um, our reputation of, of making football a big deal, even though you're at a small school and um, you know, from the normal Friday night home games, which I don't know if anyone does it better than us um, just to the tradition of winning and then doing cool things like this. It's, it's, it's fun.
1: Outstanding. Very cool stuff. Well, Mark, here's the plan. We're going to have you on uh, the, our Monday show, the, the 15th, is kind of the preview, the build up to that game. I'll probably have you back. Uh, We'll record after the poly game and give a breakdown of everything that happened so that we can post that on uh, the following Monday, the 22nd. So for those of you who are unable to, well, not many people are able to attend, but for those of you who are interested in this game uh, you know where to watch it, but we're also going to talk about it today as a preview. And then we'll break it down afterwards. Uh, You'll hear that on the 22nd. That's kind of, that was my vision a long time ago as far as you know talking RHP football I can ask Mark all the difficult difficult questions hey why'd you go for it on fourth and one there in the third quarter I mean I'm gonna be hard on my friend here we're gonna ask it's gonna be RHP football talk can't wait Mark you can't yell too much you gotta make sure you have some voice left in you after (laughs) after I know it's been a while since you've been hollering so uh, Uh man well Mark let's talk about this game because Pasadena Pauli real hondo prep rivalry it goes back a long time mm-hmm. and there was a hiatus for a while when eight man and 11 man uh, were kind of the, the that was going on but what can you tell me about this rivalry Pasadena Pauli how far back it goes
0: what the current okay. records are everything so um I dug up some stuff now now Max Preps makes it real easy to find information so uh, Max Preps has the history going all the way back to 2002, I believe. No, 2004. But I have all the 11-man history in there, um, which was cool. And so I don't have all the eight-man history. Those records are somewhere as far as um, when we played them back then. Um, There was a seven-year gap, I think, believe from '95 to 2002 where we didn't play. And um, so there weren't games played then. But a few stats for you. Pauly had the eight-man, um, the lead in the eight-man win-loss column. They were 17 and 10 uh, against Rio uh, eight-man. Okay, we were 12 and six. We we're 12 and 6, 11 eleven-man. And so that brings it. If you add it up, um, right now Pauly holds a one-game advantage in the all-time series, 23 to 22. Um, which is, you know, that kind of speaks to the to the level of the rivalry and the the uh, competitive nature of it and um, how much back and forth it is. Um, uh, I think, I can't be a hundred percent sure on this one, but um, of the 45 years where there's been a league championship up for grabs, um, a prep league championship, Holly or Rio has won that championship 40 times. And so um, that game um, won or shared that champ, the prep league championship 40 out of the 45 years. And so that game, um, it pretty much determines the league champion, which is always really cool. Um, Not always. Flintridge, every once in a while, uh, snuck in there. Um, And they've shared some titles sometimes when you have a three-way situation. But, um, yeah, I think that's kind of cool. So that's the start. Uh, Significant games, I would say, um, at least in the 11-man era, uh, Matt, I think I believe you are the quarterback on the 2002 team. Yes, Our sir. First left hand game with Pauly, and we beat them 22 or 27, 22. 27, 22. We were
1: up 20 to nine at halftime, and uh-huh. uh, I forgot to talk about this. I wanted to break that that game down uh, for you, so I'm glad we're we're here. That was oh, yeah. I didn't realize how big of a deal that game was until we kicked the game off. It was at Doherty High School. We did not yep. have a home field yet. That was yep. our home game. And until you officially played Pasadena poly, we hadn't. I had never played Pauly in, in football. And when I saw how the alumni acted during that game and, and afterwards when we beat them, I knew what a big deal that was. Uh, what bothers me most is that we beat them that year and they went on to win the CIF championship. So still a little bitter, but Yep, I was yep. glad that we started the 11 man
0: era off with right. beating Pauly. That's important. Pauly. And then I think we lost the footbridge prep. So it was a three-way tie for championship that year, but yeah, I still remember that game at Duarte high school and Pauly was loaded. Uh, their old coach, I think his name is Grant Ofield. Um, they were loaded. they were a really good team. And they ended up winning CIF. They had a great team, uh, played at Duarte because our field was still being converted mm-hmm. from uh eight man to 11 man. So it was under construction, but, um, yeah, I remember that. I, so I think that was one of our great games. Um, maybe 2005, uh, we beat Polly on the way to our first 11-man title. Uh, your brother Sam was on that team. Um, and you know about those seniors, Mark? Those seniors went undefeated
1: in league play from their freshman year to right. their to their uh,
0: senior year. I think that's yeah, pretty impressive. Two years on JV, two years varsity. Yeah, they kind of set the tone. Um <laughs> And that, that kind of got us to a um, – Pauly beat us in 2000, um, 2006, which ended an 18-game winning streak. You mentioned those, that senior class before him. So that ended a streak. Um, but then we went on a seven-year run of beating Pauly seven consecutive years. Ooh. And um, 08 was a championship year for us, and that started the, the, our game against Pauly. We had just lost to Chadwick, of all things. Um, but our game against Polly started a 22 game win streak, which is our longest of the 11 man era. Um, and it started a 22 game win streak um, when you won championship and then losing in the CIF finals, uh, going 13 and one in, in uh, 2009. So um, that, that was a big um, that was kind of a cool thing, that seven game win streak um paulie then took it to us they ended that streak big time um in 2014 beating us 51 to 12 um i guess it was payback for us beating them 60 to 21 the year before (laughs) it's one of those things you know what goes around comes around and um so and paulie has won three of the last five um we beat we got them last year but um kind of in the chris chris smoke era their new head coach um they beat us um three out of five. And so we're looking forward to seeing them again this, this week, but that's, that's some cool stats for you. I thought um, that league, that league one is amazing. Either us or Pauly has shared or won the league title like 40 times. And then just how even that the series is, it's, it's pretty cool.
1: Well, when you got other schools in the league that really don't take football seriously. And I mean that, I mean that seriously. They just don't, <laughs> you don't have to say it. I will, uh, the schools, uh, that have been in the prep league for as long as they have, and then decide, well, uh, you know, anyway, uh, yeah, Pauly, I respect for playing football and not wanting to, you know, to, want to keep the rivalry going. It, it's really Sorry. cool when uh, it's, it seems to me that it's, it's a, it's a bitter friendly rival. I don't know. I don't think there's bad blood really uh, I think it's a very professional rivalry. Would that be kind of the way you sum it up?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, it's not bad. I think, yeah, it's not bad blood mainly because like our communities, even though we're, you know, a city apart, um, kind of different communities, you know, their kids maybe grow up with, with maybe the Ridge prep kids or the other private schools in Pasadena. Um, and so our kids, they don't necessarily know each other, like playing against each other growing up or anything like that um so there's no real bad blood it's both, mostly just mutual respect um although nowadays you know the world's getting this shrieking um you know they probably they probably check up on each other on instagram or whatever and and, and know each other that way but but um so i don't think there's not like any bad blood that way it's and like i've said i think before on your podcast um their coaching staff has been around their athletic department uh, forever as as our same people and so um you see all these people, you can't, you can't, you see them all the time. You can't um, hope but have respect for them. And, and there's um, I think it's mutual.
1: Yeah. It seems like, uh, you know, their head coach, Chris smoke, seems like a good guy. He understands the importance of the a, of a rivalry and the respect what I like. I, I think they truly do respect the Rio Hondo prep program because you see the times they have beaten Rio how happy they are, how much they celebrate. And, and that is a, the feelings mutual, you know, when you beat Pauly, you're happy. And, um, to see how fired up they can be when they beat real Hondo prep, that tells you how important it is to them. And and Mark, when you took over as the head coach was, I I could be wrong. Was last year, the first victory you had over Pauly yourself as a head coach? yeah it's
0: only my third year so they beat they got us the first time at care park and then we beat them at, at their place last year
1: okay so i mean was that kind of a big deal for you personally as a head coach to i mean uh you didn't have a great record against paul yourself as a player if i
0: remember correctly you yeah, guys yeah, we, i remember my senior year i don't remember my junior my senior year i remember getting just destroyed uh and so yeah i was one of those losses in the eight-man era i can't i can't i can't uh um get mad at the eight-man era uh too much because I was part of it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that, but yeah, beating them last year. Well, I mean, it was significant because it was, it was a playoff berth on the line, you yeah. know? And so had we lost, um, we could have been out of the playoffs. And, and, um, you know, after going undefeated and destroying everybody all year, we could have been out. And uh, it was like, t- it was a tight game. So I would say, um, yeah, probably more relieved than anything. Uh, you know that would have been uh that would have been hard to hard to go home to hard to answer to our fans and parents and the kids if if we had this great team and we didn't even make the playoffs because we couldn't beat Paul in the last team
1: yeah the, uh, the the boosters uh the boosters mark uh you know we wouldn't we, wouldn't, have, ha- <laughs> we wouldn't have been happy i mean hey, this is high standards here at real hondo prep uh you know if, uh, if, you, if you're at texas uh big programs like that uh, tom herman he couldn't beat oklahoma or whatever you know couldn't yeah. Hey, sorry, sorry, Mark. Going two against Paulie—that's all you get.
0: My head would have been on the chopping block after you, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Absolutely, it bought me a little time. It yeah. me a little time.
1: It yeah. did. It did. It did. You're good for now, uh, but yeah, the you know the legends uh, that you the, the footsteps you have followed in Ken Drain and Randall Johnson and uh, Mike Dowd. I mean, hey, you you know where the the, the priorities are here at Real yeah. Hondo Prep. So now you're doing a great job. Uh, I'm this yes, you, you have you've had to navigate as every coach in America has, you've had to navigate the toughest year. I think of your coaching carousel. I got to imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you guys are just you're ready to go. One thing's for yeah. sure. You should be healthy, right?
0: Um, yeah, we're healthy. Um, we have, uh, like it always is, you know, numbers are always going to be an issue at Rio. Um, but even more so this year we had, um, um some kids who are not being allowed to play with from their parents or whatnot, and, and we understand that. Um, but as far as everyone who's who's ready to play, yeah, we're healthy. We're good to go. And so we're looking forward to that. Yeah, and just to your point on, on the kind of the craziness of this year, um, I think that's what our biggest motivation uh, was getting this three-game season in, and I think a lot of the coaches across California feel the same way, is these kids really need it, and they need to get out. They've been cooped up. They've been told they can't um you know go out with their friends. Uh most campuses were actually starting to come on campus full time, everyone next week, but most most kids I think are either a hybrid or they're not coming at all for the rest of the year. And so coaches, I think we're all on um, the same page as we gotta get these games in. Um and I think it's a credit to our kids who who you know the who have persevered and um kind of faced face their fears or face a fear that you know the entire entire planet has um, succumbed to and um, it's kind of cool that these kids who've chosen to hey I'm going to face that and I'm going to deal with it um, and now they're getting rewarded and they're going to get a little season and and get to play at the Rose Bowl so uh, I think it's important for them and that, that's really what these next three games are about is just is just getting out there for those for those guys. Well, the 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 good news
1: is is that you know there's not going to be a postseason or anything, so you're kind of playing with house money. Uh, Mark, you can call all the trick plays you want. You can gamble a little bit because you don't have to save anything. You know, for for you know playoff football, just hey, that's,
0: throw it all true. out there,
1: man. Throw it all out there. Don't be afraid yeah. to call a, a double reverse pass or
0: something. You know, uh, I won't. Yeah, everything's coming out now. We've only had two weeks to install, so <laughs> so much. But, uh, you know, but yeah, any anything we have, we're not gonna. Oh, wait, should we save that for the playoffs? No, <laughs> to, you know, That's going through our mind, right? Um, that's, that's going through your mind as a coach. You're like, all right, I'm not gonna pull this out to playoffs. But shoot, there's nothing to wait for. So no,
1: no reason, no reason. So, uh, what was I? Oh, so what I wanted to ask you is, I think it was you either did it had a theme for a season or you had kind of a theme uh week to week if i if i remember correctly i think it was last year maybe the year before where one of your themes was no fear which is you know kind of uh kind of fearless 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 fearless. hey that's fearless um which is great and was that a season theme was that a weekly theme and kind of what's that yeah it was weekly it went, no, That was our season theme. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. if you had to say with your three game season this year,
0: what would be the theme? Um, our theme this year, and it's it's on our scoreboard. If I look out right now, oh, it's not on. But when I turn it on for practice, it'll say it: uh, "Mighty Man of Valor." Ooh, I liked it. And so, um, where'd that come from? Um, it's a reference to um, the Bible story of David and his his kind of his special ops forces. And um, how there weren't a lot of them and they were called the mighty Mine- David's mighty men of valor. And um, where did I get that? I was um, Rocky Seto who you might be uh, familiar with coached at USC coach at the Seahawks. Um, anyway, his kids are in care youth league now. And um, uh, I saw him at, at care park. Um, I was out there cause my kids were out there and we kind of bumped into each other. And um, he started asking about our guys and, and um you know, I talked to him about the team and how excited we are about playing. And and uh, I said, yeah, our numbers are a little down. We talked about that. And he goes, hey, David's mighty men of, mighty men of valor, man. And, it, and it's just like, and I go, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. And so um, that's where I got it. I got to give credit where credit's due. Um, Rocky actually came and spoke to our guys on Monday, uh, which was really cool. Kind of gave him a motivational talk. And um, so that's what we're going with and I think it's very apropos, especially because, um, these guys are all choosing to play, you know, you know how it is at Rio. Sometimes, um, if you come to the school, you're part of the football program, either a player or manager, and and you don't really have a choice in that. Uh, but this year it's all by choice. And, um, so it's kind of a very, even more selective, the select, and, um, that's kind of <laughs> our focus. So that's the idea. Special ops kind of, um, navy seals the mighty men of valor that's i love cool. it. I, it it's very
1: it's very fitting for real real football yeah. and uh, it's outstanding i think uh because it it you can carry that with you on and off the football field you know right. um which is and that, yeah that's most important i mean that's uh, what it's all about transferring I was, what we're doing into into life right which which is okay i'm, I'm gonna shout into the microphone right now Which are you? people in sacramento and all you decision makers in california are indecision makers that's why we play sports that's why we play football exactly
0: you're, you're,
1: oh my goodness i'll get on this i'll try to stay calm mark uh okay so first of all if you could reach out to coach sato i would love to have him on the podcast sometime
0: i i will try i'll well, next time yeah yeah see, see if he he's willing yeah.
1: yeah see if he's willing to to talk okay. uh, about his coaching okay. story maybe from uh okay. you know just to, to me on Zoom or something. Uh, yeah, always a busy
0: guy. Like when he came and spoke, he was Mark. I got 15 minutes, and so, he was, <laughs> he was, you know, and he came and he was on time, and we did it, and then and then he left. But um yeah, he's a great, great guy. So um, he he would probably if he could work it in, especially Zoom, man. Come on, you can do it. You can yeah. try make, it work. yeah.
1: Boom, real quick. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, it, it's it's been a big help for me on podcast So, uh Mark, I got to ask you. Um, you know, there was a. The RHP family, especially the football family, uh, suffered a loss recently. Uh, Mr. Oric Hampton Jr. passed away, and he was the final piece of the coaching trio at Rio that was there uh, for such a long time in the football program. Randall Johnson Sr., uh, Gary Lunny, and finally Oric Hampton Jr., who was the offensive line coach for a great deal of time, has been retired a while, but he recently passed away, and and now that man all three of those legends are gone mm-hmm. what 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 are what what do you have to say regarding those three men and kind of what they all meant to rhp football the three wise men
0: if you will you know what i mean <laughs> the three wise men are i was thinking um you put um add mr Dowd and mr drain you have the five man uh rhp football mount rushmore <laughs> um, so however you want to look at it um but i actually played yeah for those three played for mr drain as well um but coming in on those three who have all passed Mr. Johnson years ago. Um, I guess I'll talk about him first. I mean, he was the architect, right. And um, his offense that he invented, um, you know, whether you want to call it the uh, Delaware wing T or, you know, wherever its roots came from, he, he might've read some uh, coaching journal back in the day. Um, but it's definitely the real offense. Very unique. Um and it's still used to this day, been adapted by his son, who's our o- OC, uh, Randy, who's a great coach. And, um, you know, uh, Chris smoke. Okay. Polly calls it the real honor pre voodoo, you know, and, <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, something that no one else does. Right. No. One. Um, and so you can call our offense voodoo. Yeah. Um, no one else does it. It's very unique. It's therefore I think hard to prepare for. So he's the architect. Um, And Mr. Lund, he also passed away, I think, during COVID, I think over this time.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: He was a defensive coordinator. I think what I took from him, obviously the scheme is a little different, uh, 8-man, 11-man, but his schemes were um, simple and adaptable. And so that's what I've tried to keep um, moving forward in our schemes defensively. Simple in that you can teach it to guys who are um, playing both ways and um, which limits your practice time on defense and so forth, uh, but able to adapt to the different offenses you see without reinventing the wheel every week. And so that's what I took for him. And I remember playing for him, loving knowing, okay, I know my one, two, three, my assignments, what I'm doing. He goes here, I'm doing this, I'm doing there, I'm doing this. I know my blitz calls and all that. And that's kind of how I've tried to package our defense um, even now. And so like to keep it simple, but being able to adapt, right? One week you're facing the double wing, and the next week you're facing spread. I mean, that's <laughs> how it's going to be um, this week as well, right? Uh, we play, play, and here's Mr. Drain, the, the uh, hey, he's coming in. Special We're, guest, special Mr. Guest. Ken Drain. Guest, <laughs> he's stopping in our office for those of you who are not watching. <laughs> Game
1: plans. Game plans.
0: All the information that I have. Is what we have to do
1: tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. As far as players, what they have to wear. And okay. Everything else. Okay. This is the official CIF guidance for games. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, big go big,
1: that. big information.
0: Thank yeah. you. It's good, good to see you, Matt. Hey, you too, Coach Shane. All right. Um, and you never know who's going to stop by on the Matt Hirschman podcast. <laughs> Step in and you know, stay a while. You know, yeah, exactly. So where was I? Oh, yeah, Mr. Lenny. Like uh, simple and adaptable. You know, like like this week we play Trinity, who's spread uh, four, sometimes five wide. And next week we're going to play Pauly, who's, who's um, traditionally a running-based offense. Um, they might have, you know, where Trinity might have five, six guys in the box on the snap only might have nine. Right. And so uh, <laughs> you can't reinvent your defense every week, but you gotta be able to adapt what you do and what you've installed over the off season to fit every team's offense. And, and I've had a lot of uh, luck with that. Um, you know, last year we gave up I think 8.7 points per game and um, usually we're around, right around 10, 10 or so points a game given up. And so in this modern day, day of football, um, that's not bad in it and it's worked for us. So, <clears throat> that's kind of my summary of Gary Lunny. Um, and then Mr. Oreck, I think, in much, I never played O-line, uh, but he did O-line. And I think to put, kind of capsulize him was, uh, figure out a way. Find a way. Mm. And some year you're going to have uh, prototypical, look like real high school lineman Some years, and most years are real, that lineman might be 5'9", 160 pounds. And um, the next guy might be six foot, 220. And the next guy is 6'4, uh, 195. You know, it, it looks like kind of a, I don't know, uh, <laughs> like a downtown skyline with the ups and downs when you have different heights, okay? Um, and different players, but, but he would always find a way to to get the blocking done. And, and so that's kind of that mindset of, of figure it out, find a way. Um, you know, if, you, if you're down personnel, you figure it out. You know, don't make excuses, don't blame anybody it's it's kind of a no excuse just figure it out mentality and so um those kind of that's kind of each 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 coach's um personality and kind of what i took for them and they're all just great great men you know just yeah um yeah. men who you could look up to and and um who, who always had our our players and and um best interest at heart and we're doing it really for uh, for them so that's what i appreciate about them
1: only at real only a Rio Hondo Prep Mark could you have uh, a defensive coordinator who was the arts and music uh, teacher, <laughs> and the offensive line coach is an astronomer and uh, computer right. uh, lab tech. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, like- that's it. That's it. <laughs> you gotta love that stuff. God bless uh, all three of those men, and rest in peace right. to Mr. Campton uh, Jr. Uh, great, great uh, men and and proud, uh, you know, coaches in the Rio Hondo Prep football uh, program.
0: Right. Uh, well. Go ahead. They set. Yeah, the, they, you know they set the uh, set the ship in motion, right? You know, they're, they're the ones who who uh, started this whole thing. So um, nothing but love and gratitude towards those guys. Amen. Amen. Well, well, Mark, you
1: got a three game schedule on your hands, and uh, you know it's kind of a fun thing to do. I got to ask you what what would be the ideal. Uh, schedule in your eyes uh typically you play 10 games or nine games or whatever i have a few teams that uh i would love to see rio play uh and maybe you're kind of like i don't know if we should play them or not but but i'm gonna throw some some games out there to you i would love it if rio played uh someone out in the covina area like uh maybe a covina or a northview um I would love Rio to play uh, Ontario Christian. I can't figure out why they've never been on the schedule. Maybe they don't want to. I don't know uh, who else out there uh, somewhere down in orange County. Um, I don't, you know, you, you guys have played a lot of public schools locally, but who are some teams on the schedule outside of Pasadena Poly, of course, who you would like to see, it doesn't have to get done immediately, but yeah. you know,
0: what do you, what Yeah, do you think? well, kind of a mantra, uh um... You know, and it's our big goal, right? Thinking big is, is to be the best in the West, and we mean best in the West San Gabriel Valley. Um, and, and to get there, that means you'd have to play uh, uh, St. Francis someday. You know, and I'm not saying we are not ready now to do that. We could not, um, you know, have a great program over there. Um, but, you know, that's the kind of level team we'd like to play. And, and, and I think, you know, we'd love to be able to step on the field with a mirror. Or or Arcadia High School on a regular basis. Uh, someone from that league, the Pacific League, um, Monrovia would be fun to play. And um, it's up to us to get to the to that level where we can do that consistently. You know, where we have enough players um, to withstand a season where we're playing multiple teams like that. Um, first order of business, as far as playing someone in the East Valley, I definitely agree with that too. And it'd be fun to play. Um, uh, teams all over the San Gabriel Valley and I think we just got to be judicious judicious in how we schedule um, and be smart about it we can't you know we can't load up with um seven non-league games or six non-league games and uh, get beat up and then not win league and get to playoffs you know so you got to be smart about it um finding a league <laughs> it is, it's, it's still number one order of business. Uh, we're in the Gold Coast League for next year. Um, but as far as moving forward, we don't know. Because um, releaguing happens after next year. And so finding a good football fit for our league um, is huge. Um, the Prep League has kind of let us down in that in that matter. You know, with schools opting not you know play eight-man. Um, and then they bring in, Prep League brings in Providence, which doesn't even have a football program. Uh, you know, we were kind of looking at like, dude, what's up? You know, find a school with, with, with a football program <laughs> if you're going to bring someone in. But, um, you know, so that was disappointing in that, in that regard. So we got to find a league that's a good fit with, you know, four or five other schools. And then I think, Matt, it's, it's year by year, depending on how really how much depth we have, uh, filling out that schedule. Our parents always love a travel game on that Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I'm sorry, Labor Day weekend. Uh, they always love a travel game, and so we've gone down to San Diego, played Francis Parker, uh, gone up north, Mission Prep, or uh, even Morro Bay a couple of years ago. Um, they always like a, a travel game that, that weekend, so that's always fun. Um, but as far as opponents locally, I think playing local teams does the most for us um, from, like, a recruiting, quote-unquote, standpoint in that uh, those are the kids we're drawing from uh, that would come to our school. And so they see us beat those, those schools. Um, they might think twice about uh, going to their local public school and coming to Rio. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and so we do have a footprint out in Covina. So playing a school out there makes a lot of sense.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, no pressure, but there is a school, you know, a facility out in Upland now. So... I think you gotta kind of have a game that way. That's why I suggested Ontario Christian. I don't. I, I doubt you play the Highlanders someday, but uh, you know, <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim Salter in there. Uh, they're a great program. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, no, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna put that one on the radar yet. No, but, uh, no.
1: Great, great uh, coach Salter and and his yeah. wife and your wife aren't 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 they kind of friends or coworkers or something? Um, yeah,
0: coworkers and friends. Um. Uh. I think Trisha, is retired now, but she she uh, taught with my wife for a long time at Cherry Lee and Elmani and um yes, yeah, so they're friends. And but I think is Coach Salter still out there? You know what? That's a good question. He I, I know he was a couple years ago, but you're right,
1: he might maybe be even,
0: dead. maybe, yeah, maybe even 2019 was his last year. I thought I heard that.
1: Okay, no, no, no,
0: you're you're yeah, sure. you're right for sure. But yeah, I mean that'd be a dream to play those schools. and even even St. Francis, who I mentioned, that'd be a dream to play them because that means we're at that level, you know, yeah. and, and we could play them. Um but so scheduling up is always our, our mindset, just being judicious about it so we can be ready uh, to compete in league and get to the playoffs. So,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. Great stuff, Mark. And uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about it, but uh, with scheduling, you know, the, the constant struggle there is finding a, you know, what, what is the, the Goldilocks kind of not too big, not too small, just right. <laughs> finding right. That, <laughs> finding right. that school for you guys. Because the school enrollment is what it is. It's, it's always going to be small playing some of the private school who are like eight man type of schools. That's not always fun. And then I am glad to see that the the program is embracing a struggle a little bit. I remember just going to 11 man, there were people that didn't want to do it. you know, they said, "Ah, we don't think that's Mm -hmm. a good idea Uh, for, for, Four or five, four TIF championships later uh, yeah. at the eleven man era, I think it was a good idea.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that was interesting times, and, and I was on the eight man staff as well, kind of just starting, and uh, um, I was one of the ones really pushing it. But I think the 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 main the main thought was was behind that was um, eight man, except for a few games a year, um, this had it wasn't competitive for us. And so we didn't think the teaching that could go on with young men um, was as beneficial when you know you're going to go into the game and win every game uh, by four or five touchdowns. Yeah. And so that's why we kind of steered the administration and got everyone to rally behind uh, going to 11. And I think everyone agrees that it's been a good move. Eight man football was great when there was, uh, we we're still in the prep league and there's a lot of competitive games. Um, and we could, every once in a while we had a competitive season like that. But but you know, and even the fans, they didn't like going to games, and uh, you pay your eight bucks or whatever, then it's over at halftime. You know, I was just like, <laughs> hey, do I get my money back? Do I get half my money back? Then we saw half the football. So, it, it, but it came down to really just um, the character building and character training that goes into um, a competitive football environment, and, and we felt like playing eleven man, we could get that consistently. We're playing eight man, it was kind of more hit and miss. Well, now you're
1: starting to see teams go back to eight, man. And I don't understand that at all, but Hey, whatever. Uh, that's where you see which programs again, take it serious. Uh, yep. Take it serious. And those who don't, but anyway, uh, my comment. Hey, was hey, gonna... Matt, we will never do that. It'll be over my dead body. Okay. Hey, you've heard it. You've heard it here first guys. <laughs> Mark, this is recorded. Uh, so don't, <laughs> Do not let it happen. Dude, if you yeah. could get nine guys for a baseball team, you could find eleven for football. You know, uh, <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, Mark, I know your time's limited, and in, in kind of closing here, um, I wanted to to ask you real quick. Well, two quick things. First of all, um, Rio is so unique, and its student body is so small, and you have international students who participate in the football program. I look at my class. I had a, a, a guy, Nick Liu from Vietnam. I had a teammate, James Imomora from Japan. Uh, they played football after never playing before. That is something that's very unique to football. And I know not all of them put the gear on, but I, I don't know if there's another program in America really that has as many international students play tackle football as have Real Hondo Prep in the past.
0: Right. And, um, I think it's another thing that makes us unique. Yeah. And, um, they come here obviously for the academics and then they come out and they find out, um, well, they, they know before, I think that, um, you got to play sports and you got to be on a team, which includes football in the fall. Cause that's our only boy sport. I think a lot of times they don't really believe us that we're going <laughs> to, really going to make them do it. And so we, we, when they come, we want everyone to try it their freshman year. And, um, sometimes they, they try they all try it and sometimes they figure out ah oh, it's not for me and then they'll just be a manager or uh we had a, a kid skylar lee who did videography for us the last two years and he was awesome he was um great. so they will figure out some other way to contribute to the program but some kids do it and they take a liking to it and um they say wow this is cool and and they get to kind of brag about it when they go back home or show pictures to folks back home and they say yeah my parents my friends back home can't believe it. I'm playing American football, and, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's kind of cool. And um, every once in a while, we get guys. You know, they're all contributors because we need practice bodies, and, and those are guys are valuable, as you know. Um, it's every once in a while you get guys who get on the field, and we've got guys who've gotten on the field in varsity football, um, and you know that's that's a testament to them, and it's something. Uh, you know, we had a, you know, there's a lot of stories, but a kid came back from. Um, Cal, you know, he went to Cal, came back 10 years later, and he's just like, man, I, I really drew on that football experience, um, yeah. and, and this kind of teaches you perseverance, all the things that football does, toughness, mental and physical toughness, how to deal with adversity, and, um, you know, you're going to carry that the rest of your life, whether you, you know, play football for, a, you know, or not, and so um, the kids who do it, I think, really benefit from it. Absolutely,
1: and again, it's very unique to the program and, and just one of many things that Real Hondo Prep does. Okay, Mark Carson, I appreciate you t- taking your time today uh, to promote this game. And one more time, just so everyone's clear, rhprep.org <laughs> on Friday, March 19th, an early start, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock Great. start. So uh, be sure to tune in wherever you can. And one last thing, Mark, can you watch the game against Polly? say someone works till i don't know 8 p.m yeah. at night can you then <laughs> can you then turn the game on at eight fifteen and watch it without kind of finding out the score or anything will, will they be able to archive it kind of
0: i'll find that out i don't know okay yeah, okay good question.
1: so it might be live well you can definitely watch it live but you uh we'll see if you can archive it yeah. and, and watch it later that night well uh, I think it's great. Mark, Any? Uh, I know you got to get to football practice. you got a game tomorrow to play on the 12th, and uh, get ready for the game after that. Any
0: parting thoughts here on the official podcast of Real Hondo Prep Football? Uh, nothing else, Matt. Just um, send my uh, appreciation. Much love to you, your way. You're doing a great job. Um, don't always listen 100% to your podcast. But when I do, I, I always enjoy it, and I appreciate you having, having me on. Oh, man, you'll, you'll be back.
1: You know, I got some tough questions to ask you after the Poly <laughs> game. I hope we're celebrating right. a victory because you got to tie that all time mark. Uh, mark. I know, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. I mean, yeah. come on. I, I, I don't like sleeping tonight knowing that we're one game behind Polly all time. I mean, that, that bothers right. me. So uh, we'll, we'll improve upon it. And, Mark, have had a lot of real Hondo prep guests on here, uh, specifically talking football. Mike Murphy, Craig Klingman, yeah, recently. Been awesome. I mean, the program is alive and well, my friend, and it's Mm -hmm. a big tribute to you. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate it. Go Cares. Go Cares. Go get them. A charge to keep, I have a God to glorify a never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky arm me with jealous care as in thy sight to live and oh thy servant lord prepare a strict account to give another big thank you to head football coach Mark Carson from Rio Hondo Prep for joining us today very much looking forward to the football game on this Friday, March 19th against Pasadena Poly in the Rose Bowl, 3 o'clock p.m. on rhprep.org. Be sure to tune in if you can. And if not, try to watch it at some point later in the evening. And don't forget, please donate if you can. It goes to a great cause. It helps uh, contribute to to all the young men out there playing in this big game. Uh, Supporting two great football programs, playing in the Rose Bowl is a big deal. And uh, I'm very glad they have the chance to do that. Thanks again, Mark. And guys, to everyone out there, rhprep.org. Be sure to check out that link for more information. Okay, guys, that will wrap up today's show, our Monday edition of the Get Home Safe podcast. A little different today than we've been doing, but I figured with the big game coming up on Friday for Real Hondo Prep that we needed to do a little bit of a preview and kind of go into the uh, background a little bit as far as the rivalry goes to get you guys fired up uh, for fans uh, past and present to, you know, get, get the juices flowing. flowing. We are going to have some Real Hondo Prep football this season as well as other high schools in the area finally getting to play. It is March. I don't know if we can call it March Madness. Uh, I think that term is taken, but it will be something uh, quite like that. A very short season. Very happy that Rio Hondo Prep and a lot of other high schools here in Southern California do finally get to play some football. Good luck to everyone out there, and we look forward to chatting with head coach Mark Carson again next week on next Monday's episode to break down the action from what occurred in not only the Pasadena-Poly game, but we might also talk about the game that occurred on March 12th against Trinity uh, as well. But the big main event of the season is the game against Pasadena Poly. So this is the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. We will always chat about uh, the cares on the gridiron here at the Get Home Safe Podcast. If that's not for you, hey, by all means, uh, I I understand it. But we do have a lot of listeners from Rio Hondo Prep that uh, I know are intrigued at all times about Rio Hondo Prep Football. So... I'm a fan. I know a lot of listeners are fans. And uh, yeah, this is where you're going to get some news, some questions as far as direct questions to head coach Mark Carson about uh, breaking down the game and answering all the questions as to what happened and why things happened. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun next week. So be sure to join us on Monday as you will hear about uh, that game specifically and all that happened. We'll, we'll we will overanalyze it here at the Get Home Safe podcast. Well, Wednesday, we'll be joined by Bill Barnes for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. I'm going to definitely tell him to tune in to that link to watch Real Hondo Prep football. He has become a fan over these past few months in hearing from a lot of our guests uh, who have been on the program, and he knows a lot of his loyal listeners out there are uh, are not only from Real Hondo Prep, but uh, just great people, and, and Bill loves supporting The the school itself. So he is going to tune in and and we'll probably talk about some of the the game that occurred on the 19th at some point. But uh, be sure to join us on Wednesday as I record with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. On the 19th, we have a football guest. We're going to be joined by head football coach at Linfield Christian, Deshaun Burns. He was actually college coach uh, coaching at University of Texas at El Paso, when he coached a loyal listener of the program, Landon Goodwell, when he went to up there to play college football. So that's kind of how our um, we got connected as far as him coming on the program. I recorded with him already. That was a long, fun conversation, full of football. Uh, coach Burns has coached at the college level. He's coached in the NFL, uh, and he's currently the head football coach at Linfield Christian in Temecula, California. So a lot. Uh, to talk about on the 19th, we'll be in the middle of the football season for high school football here. So I figured what a better way to uh, really get the get the interest going in football than to have a great interview with the head football coach, Deshaun Burns from Linfield Christian. So that is kind of the schedule here going forward, not only for Wednesday, as you are all aware with the weekly Wednesday weighing, but also on Friday to be joined by head football coach Deshaun Burns from Linfield Christian and then on Monday we'll have Mark Carson back on the program to break down the action from uh, the Friday uh, Friday game at the Rose Bowl against Pasadena Poly. lots of great things here on the podcast hope you will be along will the, be there with us along the way and join us for all of the, these fun interviews and, and topics. It's gonna be a very, very fun week. Guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe Podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is get home safe podcast at yahoo.com. Feel free to send us an email or contact us through social media if you have any content suggestions or questions for me, for Bill Barnes. Just some topics uh, you'd like me to talk about, whatever the case is, we love hearing from you guys, just like you hear from us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays here at the Get Home Safe Podcast. If you haven't done so already, give us a follow, give us a like on social media, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so that you get up-to-date information and new episodes uh, when, when new episodes are released, all those notifications and things to keep you uh, going with us as we roll right along here on our podcast Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Okay, enough for me. Thanks again, Mark Carson, for joining us. Looking forward to chatting with you next week. Bill Barnes on Wednesday. Head football coach Deshaun Burns from Linfield Christian on Friday. What a week it's going to be. Can't wait to be back with you Wednesday. But guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. <laughs>